0: Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcallers is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Nightcallers, which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Thanks for coming back to another episode of the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have the privilege this week of talking to my friend Jonathan Easley from Western Bigfoot Exploration. The great chat about his current documentary Bigfoot of Humble and all sorts of crazy stories about the different Bigfooting adventures he has around the state of California. You're really going to enjoy this uh, interview so sit back relax get something to drink get something to eat and enjoy my chat with Jonathan Easley from Western Bigfoot Exploration. All right. Well, welcome back to uh, Bigfoot Society Live. Uh, We have a great show for you tonight. Um, I'm going to do a few announcements before I uh, bring my guest on. Um, But uh, someone in the chat, uh, just let me know if you can hear everything all right. I see uh, Tate is, is hanging out with us, I believe. Uh, You could let us know in the chat uh, if we are sounding good. (laughs) That would be awesome. Uh, We have a uh, great show planned tonight. Uh, Coming up next week, we have my friend, uh, new friend Nico, uh, that works uh, one of the helpers at the North American Bigfoot Center and also uh, into fossils and dinosaurs out there in Portland, Iowa holy mackerel portland oregon what am i insane i don't know maybe i am it's going to be a great show um (laughs) let me uh shout out a few people in the chat we got pat patrick mcguire saying yep sounding good tate hieronymus old friend saying you're sounding good and sasquatch out of the shadows is saying pdg pdg for life what's that mean Uh, maybe we'll find out. I don't know, but uh, let's go ahead and bring on our guest tonight. Uh, this is going to be a fun one, so let's bring out Mr. Jonathan Easley. Hello, Hello,
1: everybody. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on, Jeremiah. It's been a long time coming that I've been, you know, trying to. Somehow, someday, get on this show. It's one of my favorite podcasts out there. Uh, I listen to it when I'm out on my runs all the time, and it's just great. You you do great. Uh, you have great questions for great guests Thank all you. the time, so it's cool.
0: And um, you're one you're one of the first people to buy a shirt, and he's mm-hmm. rocking the shirt in. Bigfoot at Bluff Creek the Great Small Town Monsters documentary and uh That's we'll right. talk about that a little bit later but yeah Jonathan is a cool dude literally uh we are in a, a group chat and Tate's in there too and we're we're chatting on off and on uh the whole day long sometimes about Bigfoot <laughs> stuff it's it's a good time so I, I appreciate yeah. you keeping me sane but if you haven't had the privilege of ever talking to um jonathan before and this is for of course we've got podcast listeners in the future listening to this as well um i like to say jonathan is a uh, bigfoot researcher the filmmaker and also you can find him his uh handle is usually western bigfoot exploration uh is there anything else that you would like to add to your kind of your resume
1: there that the listeners would want to know jonathan uh well i mean hiker backpacker uh i have my youtube channel western bigfoot exploration obviously mm-hmm. and i followed it up with an instagram page and you know i post like semi-interesting stuff there every once in a while some of it's uh, more interesting than others i try to kind of stay up to date with it and uh yeah yeah follow me on there uh, definitely subscribe to my channel my youtube channel oh, yeah, i'll have some totally. videos we'll talk about coming out of uh something that i did this summer so yeah it's so good and it's I want to say so
0: definitely check out Western Bigfoot Exploration YouTube it's one of like the best videos you'll see about the the Bluff Creek uh Patterson Gimlin film site like you've gotten some really good videos and they're like they're long videos too like it's it's very unique uh, and a camping at Bluff Creek and all that good stuff it's very very cool but I you know it's so it's weird someone that I talk to a lot or have talked to a lot but I've never actually um ask certain questions right Mm. so this this will be fun i think um yeah also as we're going (laughs) we're going along if there are people watching this live uh if you have questions for jonathan definitely drop those in the chat um put a put question at the beginning just so i can see it so it's a little bit easier for me to see uh let's shout shout out someone else we got pch west yote okay well this isn't the Tate Haranma show. Wink. <laughs> just kidding. Whatever show you're on, that's right. Almost is Tate the Tate. It really show. is. And we appreciate Tate. He is the man. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm curious about this, Jonathan. Let's let's start chatting. Where did you get the name Western Bigfoot exploration from? What's oh what's man the behind the scenes on that
1: It just took a long time to come up with something for my channel that I wanted something western based and something with the word Bigfoot. And it's like, you know, th- you had all these cool names like the uh, Pacific Northwest Expedition, you know, back mm-hmm. in the days. And I thought if I can ring it off, something like that, that would be neat. And uh, but yeah, I've, I my whole goal in the long term is to explore all along the uh, all along the uh, West Coast of the United States. Okay. You know, be it all the way up to the po- Olympic Peninsula one day, hopefully uh, all the way down to Southern California like I have. Um so yeah, Western Bigfoot exploration.
0: Um, it even going a little bit further back. So what was it that got you into uh, Bigfoot in yeah. uh,
1: cryptozoology uh, to begin with? Well, I've always been in like weird stuff. Like okay. as a kid, I was like seven years old watching the X-Files, you know, and uh, like I had this book that I, well, I borrowed from my grandpa. Uh you know, and uh, it was it was called the Encyclopedia of Monsters. And, man, I'd sit there, and I must have written, like, 25 book reports throughout the country on this. And, you know, I was like, I knew about the Oren Pendek and all this stuff, Loch Ness Monster. And that kind of thing fascinated me. And there was a time in my life where it kind of drifted away. That stuff became not so important, not so real. And uh, I'd say sometime when I started, you know, backpacking and camping. uh mm. You know, you're just kind of trotting along the forest one day and there was something that I don't know if I saw what I saw, but it looked like I saw something out of the corner of my eye. And it was just enough to get me thinking and thinking. And you Google Big's Bigfoot real mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you dive down this deep, deep wormhole and you go further and further and you come across every crazy person in the Internet and every legit person as well. But it's so hard. It took like years to like weed out the crazy people from the legit people. You don't know which is which at first, you know. So you're Googling everyone from like, you know, some guy pops up named Todd Sanding to, you know, you come across the Bluff Creek project, you know, which one's real and which one's right. not. And yeah. you start learning the it's backgrounds on these people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the 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 most important thing that I took away after diving down that wormhole is that, You yourself can go out there and possibly have these experiences if you hit the right places at the right times. And if you kind of talk to the right people, sometimes they'll lead you in the right direction. And there's a lot of these great people out there that are more than willing to, uh, you know, show you what they've come across. And uh, it's neat talking to those people. Uh, I've joined a lot of those people. You know, I went from watching videos of the Bluff Creek Project guys rediscover the film site to being at the film site and turns out they're more than willing. i thought it was like this secretive secretive thing and turns out they're like no we we love to show people the site and you'd go there and you can see how they're like you know passionate about it and they'll show you where all the stumps are and where you just got to make time for it and they're cool guys and uh yeah so that's one of the cool things i did But the key word you have to make time for it and someday, money
0: some <laughs> in money that's a huge thing too and yeah. your health has to be good too i'm talking about myself here guys i could have so i could have gone last summer but mm-hmm. uh in hindsight is 2020 if i had gone there's a big chance i think i could have gotten messed up health-wise because uh i had a lot of health issues this last summer but thank you medication mm-hmm. of the current uh history i am Doing well and losing weight and all that, but anyways, great man. Um, Good to hear yeah. that. Good to yeah, hear totally you're on the right great. track. The film oh, site will
1: still be there. It'll always be there. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: So my my journey, I like that because I've had a similar journey where uh, I you know started by like you know listening, watching stuff, and then like making connections to actually talk um, to people that I used to watch, which is you know mm-hmm. really fun. But are there some uh, some fun or what are connections that you've made so far where you still you're like, man, I can't believe that I can actually like I've talked to that person or like, you know, like yeah. is there anything that
1: just blows your mind? First the Bluff Creek guys. Yeah. Like, you know, uh like, all right. To put this into like a very short thought, you know, <laughs> sentence here, I guess, or um, I used to work at a place where some of the most famous people on earth live. So I got to interact with them and their families. And while people were like, oh, you know, you, you get to talk to Eddie Murphy every single day or, or other people, you know, Boy, it's like, excited. I don't care about that. To me, I was like, "Yeah, Dude, you get to talk to Robert Lederman from the Bluff Creek Project? Like, True. that's awesome. That's True. what I was interested in. Those are the people that I wanted to meet. Yeah. You know, uh, I didn't see them as celebrities in that sense, like I'm saying. What I saw them as, was people that are just like, uh, I'm very interested in what, they're interested in, we have this common kind of passion. And it's like, well, these people are way further along in their, you know, adventure, mm-hmm. this life adventure of theirs. And it's, it'd be really cool to meet them. I got to meet those people who like Robert Laterman, uh, Rowdy Kelly, uh, the bluff Creek project. Um, uh, people that I, I got to talk to communicate with, I've had a little interaction today with like Charlie Raymond from, uh, Oh yeah, You man. know, the Kentucky, we were kind of talking yeah, back totally, and forth totally. on a comment, cool. commenting, you know, over like, you know, people were, I guess, giving him a hard time about, you know, do you gather any evidence? You know, but they just had a bunch of experiences and he and I were just kind of talking about that. But, you know, things like that, um, you know, I've gotten to talk to, you know, little chats here with Cliff Barackman and I haven't gotten to go up and meet him and stuff. I, you know, but yeah, there's been a yeah. few people, a few neat people like that. That that is so cool, dude. Yeah. Uh, Small Town Monsters, that's a big one. You know, I started watching Small Town Monsters yeah. a few years ago and before you know it, you're like you're in one of their videos. It's that was kind of weird, you know. That's true. <laughs> you're
0: you're literally in it for sure. Yeah. Um let's talk about so one cool thing we we already talked about that so last summer um and I think that future generations are going to look at this the summer of 2021 where it was everyone's at bluff creek at the same time and i think that's going to be like one of those events that's talked about because you've got um it also the fact that you've got all these documentaries that were made about that one you've got a uh, bigfoot of humboldt which is yours you've got mm-hmm. uh, bigfoot at bluff creek which is small town monsters and you've got tate hieronymus's um un- and <laughs> uncovering the truth of sasquatch i'm so nervous that that that's the that's the you got it i got it holy (laughs) macro so behind the scenes my my memories are bad so um but it's cool because so all of you guys go to bluff creek and you start to see this one exploration of bigfoot through the eyes of these different filmmakers yeah. and yours is the last one to come out it came out maybe a few weeks ago i believe
1: yeah halloween weekend it halloween
0: that's right that's right it was uh a saturday night because i remember so i i was pumped to watch it it was after halloween i watch it that night super awesome and then i'm watching it the next morning sunday morning and my wife was like didn't you just watch that last night i'm like it is so good yes i did i am absolutely Thank you. watching cool. it again cool <laughs> um <laughs> neat but the thing that is really cool is like the camera work is so good in it can you tell me a little bit about the the gear that you had for this documentary because you really put a lot I mean, this is these are expensive cameras. Like, what kind of gear (laughs) will you have for this thing?
1: So for for when I first came up with the concept to come out with my channel, my whole idea was to kind of like come out and just show the things about Bigfoot and Bigfooting that people aren't seeing. People are Mm -hmm. seeing finding Bigfoot. People are seeing tons of other stuff, but they're not seeing the stuff that I'm seeing that I think is great. You know? So, um, when I first went to Bluff Creek, you know, I went up there with my phone, which was like a Samsung Galaxy 10 S10 plus, Okay. you know, films in 4K. It's fine. And it got some great footage. Mm-hmm. I had to learn to use Adobe Premiere, which you have to wow. purchase, too. Yeah, I did wow. that. I came out with that first video. I poured my like heart and soul into it. It came out great. I was happy with it. The second one, I did the same with the same uh, better, a little bit of a better phone. This one, I said, you know what? This is not cutting it, man. Like, I'm not happy. Like, it's not showing the scenery the way that I want to, that I see it, you know? And I decided, you know, I'm going to drop like four grand on some camera gear. Right. So I went out, you know, bought myself a nice Sony camera, one of the best out. Okay. Nice lens to go with it. And, I started having to practice, you know, mastering the settings on it. I had a few friends that were professional that were teaching me how to do it. And uh, I'd go out there and just learn and learn and learn and learn. And, you know, the time came to go to actually it was a, we'll talk about this in a little bit with Tate up to Los Padres National Forest. And I filmed a bunch of great stuff. And then I went to Bluff Creek and uh, you know, you got to get your settings all quick and know what you're doing and, Some of those scenes aren't as clear as others, but some of them are, you know, nice. And my goal going in there was to just show Bluff Creek at its finest. That's what I wanted to do. People Are people going to do it better? Sure, they are. They're going to go in there someday and blow me out of the water. But as of now, I like to say that, you know, mine some of the cleanest footage. Uh, Obviously, like Small Town Monsters, theirs is amazing as well. Um, But yeah, that's what my goal was, to just show Bluff Creek the way that I see it, you know. And uh it looks pretty decent. Pretty decent. I will agree
0: with you that it is probably <laughs> uh and you know I can't pick favorites, but um <laughs> it is one of the best looking films I've ever seen of that area. Uh, oh, man. And I, Thank it you. it makes me like uh even more so can't wait to someday check that area out because it's like that's the cool thing about watching all those three doc uh documentaries, is like you realize like, Oh man, this is like way out there. And like, you just, you get to, you get a feeling of how like crazy remote. uh, I mean, it it takes a while to get in there. Um, Oh, okay. So we got a question. So yeah. Sorry. Just joined is Jonathan's doc out now from Joe Turry. Yeah, totally. Joe just check out Western Bigfoot exploration. Uh, Check it out after this. Uh, It's definitely uh, an awesome watch. Um, but, uh, were there any, uh, let's talk about the time in Bluff Creek itself. Uh, were mm-hmm. there any, uh, events, um, that, that stuck out to you? I've got one in particular that's in my mind that's in the docks, but I want to, I want to see which one stands out in your, your mind.
1: You're talking about a moment from yeah. this trip that stands out. Yeah, like, um, that was cool. Or that was wild. Yeah. Uh, that was in the documentary. There are a few, but I would say the time at layered meadow was like, mm. phew, man, that was exhilarating to say the least exhilarating. I use that word. Cause I couldn't think of another word. That's the only word that comes to mind <laughs> that can describe it. Like, you know, your heart's pumping. You literally feel like you're, you're almost feel like you're on the verge of discovery, Wow! you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, so what we did was we went out to layered meadow um, we split up into three groups. One group walked way up the road. We went into the meadow and uh Tate and Alex separated into one side of the meadow. Me and Eli separated into one side. I had my night vision. Uh Tate had his therm. We had radios. So we were in communication. But the thing is, is that You know, we were kind of we were hiding in the bushes, kind of crouched down, you know, and we would do a knock. And, you know, we were practicing our patience, waiting, you know, we waited for, I'd say, I don't know, 40 minutes or so, just dead silence. And then there was like a knock here, knock there that we were doing. We were doing knocks. And then we got these responses, you know, Uh, one of the people up way up on the road did a call. Okay. And it was shortly after that that I mean, Alex and Tate had like what sounded like it's still a bizarre sound to me that we haven't even really spoken about in detail amongst ourselves, even though we've spoken about this whole oh, event wow. amongst ourselves. But if you listen closely, there's like a stick branch break or a throw mm-hmm. something through a branch. But there's almost this like champagne bottle opening. Mm-hmm. And listening to myself right after that, you know which is another thing we'll talk about later is documenting these incidents and how important it is because I didn't remember myself being so adamant about hearing a vocalization, a whoop. Now, when I go back and listen, could that champagne bottle sound that it's a big kaplunk? Could that have been what I'm mistaken for a vocalization? Whatever we heard was incredibly loud. It wasn't as quiet and teeny as it recorded on the recorder. So uh, we had that. We had Knox from not far away up the road, very close down the road. And while this is happening, it's like, we're literally kind of (laughs) like, look, look, it's pitch black. So we can't really see each other unless we're using our night vision scopes to look at each other. And we're all kind of in disbelief. Like this can't, that, that has to be the group on the road. There's no way that these knocks are happening that loud and clear and that close. I think it was Alex that got on the radio. It was all irritated you know <laughs> can you guys stop doing knocks yeah, 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 stop yeah. doing that and yeah. they're like turns out they're like 15 minutes walking up the road going we haven't done anything and then it was going like oh they were in the wrong spot they weren't even close you know uh so we heard a series of knocks from all around us and uh it was just exhilarating you feel like you're on the verge of discovery you're you're just waiting for one of these things to walk out of the bushes yeah. and go there it is got it and it just never Happened, and you know. So then, right after that, we sat on the road. You know, that one car left, and our whole plan was, you know, one car is going to leave. Let's all sit down and just be dead silent and sure. kind of fool fool these things into uh, thinking that everybody left. Well, yeah, you're not going to fool them, I guess, because we sat there in dead silence, and it was one of the most frustrating experiences because we sat there on the road, pitch black, and we were there for I want to say a solid hour wow. of just dead silence. We didn't do any knocks. The only thing we did was Alex did a little tap. I have this little um jam block that drummers use, you know, kind of oh, like yeah, a cowbell. Yeah. Sure. Tate says Tate's always waiting for me to play Oye Komova on it. Yeah. <laughs> but nice. uh it's a really good knocker. You see it on my documentaries this purple one. And he did these little taps because we'd be sitting there on the road on the right side of us we hear like we do like a whistle like a little, and you hear crunch, crack, crack.
0: Oh boy. And then
1: we'd wait like a solid 15 minutes, do like another little whistle. And on the opposite side, you see crash, crack, crack, crack. So, wow! and it was on cue every single time. And it was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to whistle again. And we're like, you're thinking in your head, that would be nuts if this happened again. And you do it oh, and it happened. And it was wild. like, God, we got so frustrated, yeah. you know? And, oh, uh, man. We tried everything when, when we finally gave up, uh Tate even honked his horn to try to startle something and you know, but that night was one of the coolest nights I've ever had uh in the outdoors in general, you know, and you know whether it's you know uh laying under the stars and on Mount just under Mount Whitney or whatever like that was one of the best nights I've ever spent in the in the outdoors just mm. because of, it was so exhilarating it was awesome, you know, hearing uh what we heard that night. But if I could take one moment from that entire trip and go back to it, it'd be that moment. It'd be Laird but, Meadow. Oh yeah, I think oh, so. that's cool. Definitely. That's cool. And your documentary, I would say is definitely
0: the one that goes into most detail about that, that mm-hmm. part of the, the event for sure. Um, let's uh, actually, let me, let me ask you this first. So, the other cool thing that's very unique about your documentary is a, an interview uh, that you have in it. And it's an interview with Carl Crew. Ah, yes. Uh, and that is, it's a historical interview. You're the first one to get an interview with Carl, correct? Correct. Yeah. 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 Would you mind uh, talking about what that experience was like and how you got uh, set up with Carl to do that? that interview in the first place. It's just very yeah. So it's actually
1: funny. The way I met him was through Tate. Uh, Tate has a podcast, Bluff Creek Project Podcast. Mm -hmm. And Tate was going out and kind of talking to different people that have affiliations to anything to do with Bluff Creek. And obviously, Carl Crew is out there. And the reason he's on social media, he has his own like podcast going. I'm not sure what it's about. I think it's like a Christian coast to coast. He described it as. So he's he's more of that thing, more of that genre, which is cool. But uh, he also... So he was we got on this podcast, okay, and it was like a round table type, and we all spoke mm-hmm. and he told a couple really neat stories, and that was about it. And I always thought, man, this guy seems like a goldmine of historical information. Totally. You know, he's heard these this the, the stories that most people have read about or heard about, you know, second or third hand. He heard about directly from his uncle Jerry um, Jerry Crew. So I thought to myself, Oh man, where's this guy located? Turns out he's located in North Hollywood slash burbank like right in that area which is in southern california it was about 40 minutes from me so i'm like i gotta go talk to this guy sometime he's extremely approachable he's like he's like sure come on down what do you what do you need me for i'm like oh i just want to talk about you know your uncle jerry and uh you know stuff that happened i just got back from bluff creek and you know i i'm making a documentary he's like sure come on down nicest guy uh, I went down to what's called the uh, California Institute of Abnormal Arts, nice. and it is <laughs> weird. Is it it weird? is a weird place. If you're in Southern California, yeah, it's kind of like this. This it's a it's not a bar, but it's like more like a little venue for whatever you want it to okay. be. Uh, Saturday night, I think he has like DJs playing, and it's like a dance club, and he has a bar there and all this stuff. It's pretty okay. cool. But the weirdest part is that it's like this demented-looking place. He's got clowns, evil clowns. Jack uh, Jack in the box is popping out. He's got um, all these weird artifacts. He takes people on tours. You can hit him up for a tour, and it's actually worth it. Really? I mean, he has like two cadavers, actual cadavers, in dis- on display. One of them is like a clown from the eighteen uh, hundreds, oh, and that clown looks like he can—he's about to just open his eyes and sit and sit up like oh boy. it's vivid yeah. and he was preserved and he was telling me how he got the permits for it if they're over 100 years old you don't have to have a certain kind of permit or something like that he has an actual little like replica of the of a fiji mermaid i don't know if you're familiar with that oh yeah no i have uh yeah. ripley's believe it or not in niagara falls what's up you know <laughs> there you go well <laughs> he's got an actual like one there you know one. it looks wow. like a you know uh and uh, well, actually, you know what I'm talking about, but yeah. uh, he's got a little skeleton that you see in pictures. He has one there. He's got all kinds of weird stuff there. It was super weird, but we wow. sat down and I just kind of asked him a question and then he started just going. And man, he had a ton of cool stories about back then, not just Jerry Crew, but Jerry and Peter Byrne and... Uh, you know, all the people that were uh, Ray Wallace, especially Ray Wallace. He had yeah, stories and he had letters from Ray Wallace uh, really? to other people. Oh, and man. yeah, it's just it was neat because there are certain aspects of the uh, Bigfoot phenomena from that era that don't get they don't get the either the attention they deserve. Like one, Jerry yeah. Crew, Jerry Crew didn't disappear into the wilderness or back into the city after he found the footprint. He was there the entire time. He was there with Peter Byrne. He knew Tom Slick, you know, and he was like trusted amongst them. He was the trustworthy guy. And, you know, I didn't know this, but uh, Carl told me uh, the map that Bob Gimlin followed to get to that certain area. Okay. Where Carl, where I'm sorry, where Jerry Crew thought that they would have the best of luck was actually the map was by Jerry Crew. So like he says in my documentary, Jerry Crew drew up a map. Of where he thinks the the couple canyons are where they can have some activity or where they've found uh, footprints before. He passed that on to Al Hodgson when Roger Patterson and uh, Bob Gimlin came into town. Al Hodgson went, well, I have a map for you to follow. It's from Jerry Crew. Here you go. And uh, yeah, so they kind of, Bob Gimlin, I guess, wanted to follow that sandbar that day based on Jerry Crew's map. That is awesome. That's really cool so, snippet yeah, of information. Tidbits of information like that. Mm-hmm, for sure. Oh, man.
0: Um, I I just love those, the interview portions of of that doc when you were talking to
1: Carl. It was very cool.
0: <laughs> um, he's a
1: very animated guy. So yeah, if you watch the documentary, totally. you'll see. Yeah, he's very animated. Let's...
0: Um, Let's get some uh, viewer questions in here. Um, Tate says, hey, can Jonathan talk about the time when he uh, met me the night before everyone joined us at my thermal video site?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, it was hilarious. I got off. (laughs) Can not remember if I just got off work? Yes, I got off work at like 10 or, or something like that, 9 p.m., went home and now Tate's area... That he had uh, previously researched a long time ago and had had, we'll, we'll talk about this thermal video he recorded and what my next video is gonna be. But um I basically drove out there, it's like an hour and a half away, and you all of a sudden you get to the middle of the desert, and I have my, you know, Scion TC with like bridgestone. Uh, a Firestone Indy 500 low profile tires on it. Nice, and I'm nice. driving it through this like desert sand in the middle of Los Padres national forest where it's like oh, man. heavy desert. I mean, just desert There's no palm trees, no anything. It's like 90 degrees at night and I'm driving in the middle of nowhere. I finally meet up with the one car that's out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we drive through the gnarliest road I've ever seen. It was paved, but it had more potholes than it did road. It was like, just, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm driving my car like this every five feet. And it was just awful, awful road. And then we parked. I think we drank like, we started drinking like some Pabst, nice. of course, because that's Tate's signature, right? That's
0: the only thing. Yeah.
1: And, uh, then he started flying his drone and then we looked up and we were like, Oh man, the sun's out. So yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty neat. But, um, uh, you know, I don't know if I wanna you want me to dive into what that whole adventure was. That there's a whole segment behind that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is I don't know how much we wanna get into, but it sounds like you've got a little bit to tease about the future project.
1: Yeah, future video. Yeah, yeah. which I'm gonna start anytime now. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna start nice. on. Should be out pretty soon here, maybe uh I'm thinking maybe a couple months, okay? At the most, at the most. But uh, so started off by saying, I guess I met Tate um, about a year, year and a half ago. And, uh, you know, I had listened to him on the Bluff Creek Project podcast, and I'd heard mention that he has a thermal video of Mm. what he thinks is Bigfoot. But he said he didn't put it out there because it's not like amazing like if you see it you're just gonna go well it could be anything right and he's right and when I met him uh which was my second time going to Bluff Creek he was there I met him oh hey you're Tate cool you're the guy with the thermal video yeah that's right and we started talking and after a while I got to know him and he showed me his thermal video and now that I know him I kind of started going okay this looks like it could be legit sure, but yeah I don't know about it. You know, like, uh, what if he's mistaken? You know, we're all human, right? Right. And uh, so he says, one day I'll take you there. I'll take you there one day. You okay. Know? So that day finally came, which was a year later, which was this summer. And uh, we went up to the site. And after getting through, driving through all that desert, he drove us in his car because there was no way my car was going to make it. And it was down mm. the second worst road that I've ever seen. <laughs> It's like, wow. it was terrible. I mean, we were the only car that wasn't like some heavy, duty. Uh, I'm sorry, truck. His Honda Ridgeline was the only truck that wasn't some crazy, like decked out off-road vehicle. Yeah. His was the only like truck that made it up there that we saw. Oh, and man. it was like, every time we'd hit one of these big, you know, big old, I don't even know what you want to call them, ruts in the road. There were like entire <laughs> drainages with no water going across oh, the road.
0: Man. It was
1: rough. And he took wow. us all the way up there. And all of a sudden you go from this like barren desert to pine trees. It's dry. It's very dry up there, but it's all this, this this beautiful pine tree forest. And you start thinking, you know, the only way up here is that road we just crossed, Mm -hmm. you know, that road we just came up and we parked for the night, camped out Uh, a couple other people joined us. And, uh, You know, we tried to see if we can maybe hear some knocks. We heard some potential noises that we thought maybe could be. I thought it was Tate's tape still flapping in the wind, and turns out Tate's tent was over there. So I don't know what we heard. Hmm. Bottom line is we went to this thermal site, and Tate starts showing me exactly where he stood. He starts showing me where this subject stood. And, man, it started really clicking. Like, I started trying. I went there with the intention, you know. In the name of skepticism, I went there with right. the intention to de- right. debunk it because yep. that's the only way to go about it. If you go there trying to cheerlead it on and how can we mm-hmm. make this a bigfoot, you're going about it the wrong way. Yeah, it's not. You know, good. exactly. So uh, I went out there two thirty in the morning. You know, we got our headlamps. That's it. And I walked out oh, there man. all the way on the ridge by myself. And he's going, it's farther, it's farther, it's farther. You know, now go down, and this hillside is literally, I mean, it is steep you know, wow. and I've never seen this in the daytime, so I'm going, I don't know if I'm, am I going to fall <laughs> from here? So it's a sketchy situation at 2.30 in the morning, and we're trying to line up the th- his same therm on where he recorded it, and it turned out, unfortunately, there was this giant dead tree right in the middle of the uh, line of sight. So we had to slightly move off okay. so we can see, and just because of the, uh, you know, thermal images are very sensitive uh, pieces, so if there's something that's just like clouding the vision or remotely close, it could totally throw off what it's picking up. You know, it'll if it's capturing a, a heat signature that's a lot closer that wasn't there before, it's going to lock onto that and it's going to kind of eliminate the stuff in the background. It's not going to be the same. So we couldn't get an exact recreation, but we did get it to the point where like, I mean, flashlight to flashlight and we can we can see the hillside where it was on. And the more we were there and especially going back in the daytime, it started to click exactly what happened. And mm. I went, okay. If it's a bear, what's it going to do? If it's a deer, what's it going to do? And in the in the long run, what happened was that you know they heard a vocalization or a knock. They mm-hmm. walked up to it. Tate's friend, who I have a great great interview of, and I'll say this: Tate's friend Austin might be the greatest uh, on camera interview I've seen in God knows how long. I mean, if you want to talk about when you watch this, you're going to see yeah. that this guy saw something that night that he cannot explain. And he's a very intelligent guy Mm. and he's not into Bigfoot, but he went through the limit. Yeah. yeah, He went, he's not like a researcher. He just kind of went up there with Mm Tate, and he starts telling you what he saw. You can see the emotion on his face while I'm interviewing him. And I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm watching him talking to the camera going, Oh my gosh, like this guy really (laughs) saw something, you know? And, you know, their story lines up perfectly. The video lines up with what they're saying. And in the end, it's like this thing is squatting down behind a hillside,
0: mm-hmm.
1: stands up, turns around. You kind of see a little bit of an arm flicker, and it walks downhill into yeah. a canyon that is crazy hard to I I try to walk down it in the daytime, and I yeah. was mildly successful. You can get down it. But 2 30, I mean I'm sorry, 10, 10:30 at nighttime when he recorded it with no headlamp, and there's nothing back there. There is a trail that no one hikes. I try to look up on you on YouTube, okay. see if there's yeah. any hiking videos on it. There's like one hiking video, and the guy just like walks out there a little bit and walks back. It's not even a hike. So wow. yeah, and it's off trail at 10:30 at night, you know, walking down into a steep canyon. It's just like It hit me at that point. Like I was really taken back. Actually, like, oh my god, this guy, this guy really filmed it. This guy really filmed something something.
0: out here. There's something out
1: here. (laughs) There's something on the hill. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So in my video, I'm gonna go over this process to show my thought process on trying to eliminate it. I'm gonna show Austin's interview in high detail. You know, everything. Oh wow. All the all the good parts that he all the good great points that he makes and the things that he saw and you know he oh, speaks man. about he speaks about that there was an intelligence to whatever he was watching wow you know that's that huge for someone to say who's not in yeah. the bigfoot stuff that's yeah. really cool i'm looking yeah. forward to that man yeah it's going to be cool i can't wait Dude, can't wait to start working
0: on it. Another reason why you should be subscribed to Western Bigfoot Exploration (laughs) and hit the bell so that you know when he puts something up. Uh, Joe has an interesting question.
1: We'll see Uh if and if it lands here.
0: Um, Jonathan, have you had any experiences around Mono
1: Lake or June Lake? Uh, I've passed driven by Mono Lake, I fished at June Lake. I have never had any experiences at June Lake. I yeah. believe there is a, a BFRO report from June Lake. Uh, okay. There's that famous Mono Lake video that I don't I find pretty dubious in my opinion, but yeah, I, I no, no, I have never had a Bigfoot experience at June Lake unfortunately. All right. All
0: right. Uh want to shout out we've got uh, Creepy Acres is listening in the chat, uh <laughs> typing away. Always a fun time if you want to have a laugh there. Um just double check. All right. So, let's talk about so obviously yes you went out with the group um last summer, but you're going out by yourself in other hiking expeditions. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. What other places have you gone uh by yourself to look for Bigfoot on these uh expeditions?
1: So, I lived in Long Beach, California. So, okay. I didn't give any credence to, I I did a lot of hiking and backpacking in my local mountains, which was the Angeles National Forest. Um, I am a firm believer that there's no Bigfoot activity. I've only spoken to one person that's kind of convinced me that he may have seen something one time. But other than that, it's pretty quiet. I've done knocks and calls and heard nothing, which is, I'll touch on that later. It's a great way to contrast when you do hear something in a place like Sequoia or a place like Plumas national forest that I've, you know, where people constantly have experiences. So um, Sequoia national park is about three and a half or four hours from me. There's a couple neat places there that uh, I believe have some sort of uh, activity that they could, that they could be, you know, maybe it's a, a, some sort of travel route for them or something like that. I've heard a couple stories that are, you know, that are that are at least sound legit to me um, when I've gone into a couple places there uh, right on the border of Kings Canyon and Sequoia. There is a place called Redwood Canyon just mentioned in the chat.
0: Actually, that's weird. You just said that some
1: uh, Only part of West and... was just like, oh, look at that. Like, hey, like,
0: almost ex- like a second <laughs> a minute before. That's weird. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Well, I'll tell you, uh, PCH West, where, where I had a little bit of something happen, um, Redwood Canyon, uh, heard potential vocalizations there. And that's mm. where I thought I saw something, you know, come out of the corner of my eye. It happened so quickly that everything that post-processed was a- an afterthought. You know, like, wow. did I just see what I saw? It looked like a, a person, big black you know, person wearing black gear or, mm-hmm. or something big. It just happened so quickly. Yeah, and I, didn't sure. even, I wasn't thinking Bigfoot, I wasn't looking for it. So after it happened, it kind of went, what did I just see? Could I have seen something else? I don't know. It happened so quickly, but that's what registered in my mind. And I wondered mm. why I saw what I saw. And then I went, what if I saw something like humanoid? What if, what if it was something like that? Another time I did hear like vocalization, whoops. Uh, there was another time. This is all in Redwood Canyon. And it was kind of comical at one point because me and a friend of mine stopped at a certain point And I go, look, this is Redwood Canyon, you know, had a couple you know, weird things happen here, man. I go, it's also a great hike if you're not into Bigfoot. But if you're on a Bigfoot, do this hike anyway. It is okay. the uh, largest grove of sequoias in the world. Oh, wow. So, little bit of a tourist attraction, but no one hikes this place. You have to drive on a, on a, on a, dirt road for two miles to get in. Okay. And then there's a big loop and it's, you feel like, honey, I shrunk the hikers when you're hiking, <laughs> you know, but, uh, that whole area, Redwood Canyon, uh, we, we've kind of parked on the top there and we got out and we're just listening for like maybe 10 minutes and we hear crunch, crunch, like right below us. And we're going, whoa, crunch, 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 crunch. And we start talking going, dude, that is weird. That doesn't sound like a deer or anything, does it? I go, see, I told you, you know, like laughing. And then this thing just goes, you hear like a turn and a crunch, 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 crunch. Sounded bipedal, could have been a deer, could have been anything, but it was right there, it was very loud and it was almost comical because I'm like, dude, and my friend goes, let's get out of here, man. You know, kind of freaked <laughs> him out. But uh, further up that way, um, around Jinx Lake, not Jinx Lake, Jenny Lake, Um, there's been a few reports I've been up there. I heard a wood knock up there. That was, I thought, I thought it was a wood knock. I was still young in my, I guess, investigative years. So I don't even give a lot of credence to what I experienced then because Mm. you're just so all over the place. You know, it takes, it takes a long time to have, you know, to really calm your excited imagination down. Okay. You know, and learn to learn to trust yourself. Did I really just hear what I heard? You know? So yeah, I mean, that that whole area, uh, it stems, uh, there's reports around Sequoia Lake, but I've gone and walked around there. I've talked to a lot of people and the, the most I've gotten is a law enforcement officer showing me potential footprints. They look like good footprints to me. And he thought that they were legit. Um, and he was like, "I don't know. People say that it's Bigfoot. Look at these." And it's a law enforcement ranger, right? National Park law enforcement ranger. And it's a place, a Christian camp right down the way. Happens Whoa, to be, really, yeah, cool. happens okay. to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, happens to be one canyon over from Redwood Canyon, which was Isham Valley. Hmm. So it's like, I just then uh, what was the other one uh, talking to a couple of volunteer rangers? They kind of spilled the beans on the story. Oh, about what's... a ranger having okay. a sighting, a female Uh-oh. ranger having a sighting up by that uh, Jenny Lakes. So she was saying that she was out on a regular old hike, saw something start, startle in the bushes. Uh, she was thought it was a bear. It stood up and ran up the hill on two legs. No way. And she just froze. And when she came oh, back and tried man. to, you know, they said that her intention was to, like, report this to somebody like, hey, this is yeah. what I saw, you know, back at the office. Like, what do you do? What do you go about this? This is crazy. And that she was told in the end by, this isn't like a big government cover, cover up or anything like that. This was like her supervisor just basically saying, I want you to be careful whenever you have your badge and uniform on. Just please don't talk about be that Be careful story. what you say. Yeah, you're representing something. And right. those were two I uh, volunteer forest rangers that when I asked about Bigfoot, they both looked at each other and went, well... <laughs> and they both told the same story. So wow. it was pretty cool. Is that something mm-hmm. that you do where like if you're you're
0: in a... um, You're hiking in an area like that, like you just will randomly start, you know, Hey, park ranger, any Bigfoot stuff? Or like, how does that conversation come up there? There's a way, Oh man.
1: Yeah. You, it feels I like, I like to think, I, to that. I probably seem like a crazy person, but I like to think I'm like finessing my way into it. <laughs> like nice. I, I start talking to them, you know, Hey, how you doing? You know, we seen any uh, wildlife around here is a wildlife hang around here. And they both well, for the most part, like 99% of the time, they really enjoy answering, uh, Oh, look at that. So um, the, they uh, they really enjoy talking about wildlife and animals in the parks. That's their job. That's what they're passionate about. And once sure. you get kind of get them talking about that, which I also enjoy talking about that, um, I'll kind of throw it out there. Like, hey, so you ever hear about any Bigfoot reports? You take that stuff seriously? And you'd be surprised with sometimes wow. they don't shrug it off. They don't go, ha ha. Mm-hmm. There, there, are, there are many that do. But there are some people that go, I don't know. You know, I've heard some people that said this and this and this. Uh, This past summer, um, I was driving up uh, by Mount Whitney and I stopped at the Mount Whitney Ranger Station. And I had it was when they were requiring face masks. I had a Bigfoot face mask on. And the lady goes, the the lady work, the volunteer working behind the register goes, I like your face mask. And I'm like, that sounds like an invitation. So (laughs) we started chit chatting. Turns out her friend that's a ranger. Heard one up, uh, oh boy, I'm trying to think of the the peak right next to Mount Whitney. There's a trail back there by the to Horseshoe Meadow. But uh, she's like, yeah, my friend, he's like, he's positive that that's probably what it was. Because she says he heard some screams at night that went on for a long time. And then all of a sudden, he went home to try to find what these sounds were you know, long screams or howls in the forest. Mm. And these bizarre sounds came up that people kept calling Bigfoot. And he's like, that's what I heard. Wow. So, and that's just all over wearing a face mask, you know, that had a Bigfoot logo on it. True. It was actually the, the forest flurs face mask uh, that I bought from their website. So yeah, everyone check that out. Great stuff. And I think that uh, I, I later talked with Eli Watson Mm-hmm. and uh, he was driving down the 395 and the forest floor posted it and I'm like tell him to stop and this was like two days later I'm like tell him to stop there and ask this lady I'm like I'm sure she's working she said she's working all week or something like that you know wow. but uh yeah it didn't happen but uh yeah, pretty cool stories like that if you just if you just you'd be surprised if you I feel like if you just present it in a uh, curious, non-crazy manner, as yep, much as you can, yep. as non-crazy as you possibly can, uh, you can get some good conversations out of people. You know, Totally.
0: I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, when I used to drive Uber, um, I would have a, a Bigfoot um, air freshener. Oh, yeah. That works, too. I have that, that one, too, too. The pine-scented uh, air yeah, freshener. People be like, hey, nice Bigfoot air freshener. You like Bigfoot? (laughs) Actually, I got a podcast. What's up? Let's
1: talk What? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd have that continuously playing when they get in the car. (laughs) Exactly. Guess what we're listening to. (laughs) Exactly. This is the good part. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What is the
0: most uh, freaked out you've ever been? Is there time when you've been freaked out in the field or anything? Oh, absolutely.
1: Oh, what's going on? when I was first getting into all this, I kind of did like my own research. I went to Sequoia a little bit. I went to, you know, kind of investigate or at least what I thought was investigate some places, you know, and there was an invitation online that, uh, I had been on a chat group with, uh, in actually the Jeff Kelly's he has, he has a podcast called the Squatchers podcast. And, um, he was talking about going to the Sierras. I was kind of chatting with him. He says, well, why don't you join us up there? We're going to be up there for a few days. Oh, and nice. it's this area that we've always got an activity at at this time of year. And you're more than welcome to come. It's going to be at this these dates. So I thought to myself, man, I got to go. I go, I've never joined up with anybody before. Yeah. So I said, okay, the truth is I'm probably going to go up there. Nothing's going to happen. You know, like What are the chances of this happening? I understood how rare it was. And I went up there, man. And to this day, like, had, had I experienced the stuff I experienced now, I still okay. would have slightly been freaked out. It was pretty crazy. You know, we heard uh, potential vocalizations, which now in retrospect, I think were a mountain were mountain lion screams, which I had never heard before. And I haven't heard since then, which is, they're a rare thing to hear. But it was like 7 a.m. and you hear this, like, what a, it sounded like a woman screaming just outside of camp. Right. So that was a great way to start the weekend. Uh, at this point in my, in my life, I was pretty experienced with, uh, backpacking and hiking. So I wasn't, I was familiar to the outdoors and I was started noticing and seeing things that just weren't normal. Hmm. Um, it looked like something was running through the trees during the day and there was, so yeah, we'd be like kind of sitting around fiddling with like, uh, I remember we were setting up tents, you know, we were Hmm. there for like half the day and we, people started setting up tents at one point. And uh, I remember having GoPro footage of this, of, you know, seeing something kind of out of the corner of your eye, just like crash, 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 boom, 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 through the, through the trees. And you look up and I'd walk up and the guy that's 50 feet in front of me, he's standing up on alert going, what the hell is that? Oh boy. And then I walk up past him and there's a guy in front of him standing up going, what's going on? He can't see the guy behind him, and he can't, of course, he can't see me all the way in the back, and all of us are, like, alerted to the same spot, and this happened, like, five or six random times, and, you know, no deer tracks, no nothing like that, and, you know, deer don't just run from one side of a campsite all the way across like that. It was really strange. Um, Finding prints, and it kind of started to just, like, you get almost, like, an uneasy feeling, because you, Mm -hmm. people talk about that feeling of being watched, Exactly. I, I never got that exact feeling, but I got the feeling that it's like, something's just off. It -hmm. just felt like it, you know, could it have been myself and my imagination playing into that possibly, but these things were actually happening and they were really weird. They were kind of, you know, it's like, I didn't know how to react to it. You know, nowadays I'd have been like, oh, cameras are out. It's on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, let's, Let's capture it. Yeah. Yeah. And that led all the way up to the final night where i'm you know panning around with a thermal imager and there's something out there standing looking back at you and i have never been that afraid in my life more afraid in my life you know i've never felt that yeah that yeah yeah we could we could we could talk about that yeah totally that i don't it was i
0: I don't think i've ever heard of that before i haven't heard this story from you before actually i think i I briefly told it briefly okay
1: okay but um so um, it was kind of weird because I had just met all these people and these people, there were a couple other people that we didn't know. And so everyone was kind of new to each other. And, uh, you know, it was it was a really cool weekend, but not everybody was the most outdoorsy. I'd like to think I was one of the more experienced people in the outdoors. You know, <laughs> I started realizing that like looking around. Yeah. A lot of these people are very you know, Bigfoot enthusiasts, but they weren't really privy to the outdoors as far as going out and hiking and wanting to do the walking there were only a couple people that we really wanted to um and this is an area that these people have had multiple experiences at it's actually a place uh that a lot of people know Uh, i'll get into what the what the location is it's in plumas national forest okay and uh it's a stone's throw away i'd say five miles as the crow flies from where barcatino filmed his you know thermal footage oh yeah, sure and um you know we were up there we had all this weird stuff happen there was a time where we went out kind of exploring these caves on the side of a hill where a couple guys had had a sighting not too long not too not too long before that and we came back and there's this this (laughs) it's literally like this i meet this guy hey my name's so-and-so we we got to camp at the same time nobody had been there and he goes cool man and i go yeah and I have a thing. I always look for tracks, man. I always okay. circle the perimeter of nice. camp the next morning or wherever we're gone, and I look for tracks. And I think it's cool to find to find mountain lion tracks. I have pictures on Instagram of mountain lion tracks mm-hmm. uh, that you know mountain lion walk by our camp, maybe a hundred yards from camp. You know, wow, within crazy, three man. hours of when we had passed there. Yeah. So you know, I look for stuff like that. But we start watching this kind of trackway, and he goes, "Oh, look! Well, somebody heavy walked through here," you know, and Then we come up on this one print where it's like, and both of us at the same time just went, whoa, like that is weird. You can see, I mean, he starts pointing out, he goes, dude, that's, that's gotta be like a mid tarsal break. And I'm going "Wait, Maybe it's a foot. Maybe it's a boot print funny like that. And you start seeing toes like perfect toes in it and everything. And I have a picture of it. Unfortunately, it's like really low quality because of what year it was and what phone I had back then. Um, but, Yeah, you can even on my Instagram, I believe it's up there. You can I do a little video showing you where the overlay is, but uh, you can see clear toes. And there was that one track that was incredibly clear. And then the rest of them were like half prints, you know, half clear. They were but all of them were about a size 12 shoe leading up to uh, the ridge. And that was right through camp. That was really neat. And then it was the last night where, you know, everybody's a little burnt out. Whenever mm-hmm. you go on these Bigfoot trips, you're gonna learn that like everybody tries to do all the hiking in the day and then tries okay. to stay up all night. And it's oh, pretty that's wild, not a good man.
0: Situation.
1: <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, and you're just sitting there all sleep deprived. Yeah you know, and, uh, so you're sleep deprived for a lot of these trips, sadly, by the time you get home, you just (laughs) want to like, if you look at my interview and, uh, and, uh, not to be self-conscious here, just, you know, noting something, feel like my interview in Bigfoot of Bluff Creek. I got these like bags under my eyes. I I'm like, geez, I look terrible. My wife's the one that pointed it out. She goes, wow, you look like you haven't slept in like three days. I go, I hadn't, (laughs) I hadn't just like four hours here, three hours there. yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, so we're in that mode at the, where the last night. One by one, people start going to bed from around the campfire. Okay. And uh, a guy named Justin had this really very, very expensive, I think he said it was like $4,000, this thermal imager. Jeez. Now, yeah. And, uh, it didn't have record capability, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. one by one people start going to bed and, you know, I was the one that's like most excited about the thermal imager. I'm looking around, right, right. you know, and there was so many things I started learning, you know, and talking with everybody about it. Like we all started taking turns, like looking at these rocks that just look like a person standing there. Another one looked like some Eagle, like flying, but it's oh, just weird. part of a tree. Like thermal images really mess with you if you don't okay. know what you're looking at. Okay. And so the, Second to the last person's going to bed. And I just I'm just panning around the tree line and I stop and I guess that kind of looks like it's it's what time was it? 317 at night. 317 in the okay. morning. I should say 317 okay. in the morning. And I'm panning around and you see what looks like a person. And it's kind of like a ha that looks like a person standing there. And you keep panning and the person kind of moves, so you go back. Whoa. And away. No You're looking at it and it starts to do a little more movement like back and forth, you know, not that classic sway like people talk about. It wasn't anything like that. It was just standing there and it had. I started going that this can't be happening. This can't be real. You know, yeah, you're not ready for it. You go out there on a Bigfoot expedition to look for Bigfoot. Right and When you start to see something, you're going, no way, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, get yeah, out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what you expected, what you wanted to happen. And when it starts happening, you just, your mind can't believe it tries what it's to saying. Say it's
0: something else. Yeah,
1: exactly. Wow. And uh, no I thought that this encounter lasted 30 seconds. That's what I told everyone in the morning. Mm-hmm. It actually lasted uh, close to three minutes, I believe it was. Whoa. And so what happened was I ended up going up and there was a guy and sleeping in a cot. And, you know, to this day, I laugh about it. I talk to him. I'm like, dude, as so I started kicking him, you know, wake up, wake up. There's a-. And I just met this guy two days ago and I kicked him square in the ribs. Oh, you know? <laughs> Wake <laughs> up, get up, get yeah. up. It's right there. So he gets up. Goes, wow. What's going on? I go, dude, I'm watching something. It's standing there. I go, it's, it's nobody from camp. It's standing out there. And I start to notice little like, movements and overall the overall impression that i got was that whatever it was up there it was trying to walk across the ridge where camp was oh no way that's but huge. if someone's if someone's looking in its direction right it knows i can't see it it's pitch black Yep. right but yep. i'm looking in its direction so it's probably like i'm just gonna stand here still for a while until he looks away then i'm gonna continue walking and it looked like he was waiting for me to look away And I just kept looking at it and looking at it and I didn't want to take my eyes off it. I had a GoPro in my hands Uh, and I tried to align the GoPro with a scope to point it out there. This, while I'm heavily breathing, having this like meltdown, I showed uh, a few friends have seen the video and it's almost borderline embarrassing because of how afraid I was, you know? Yeah. And I'm shaking, I'm trying to film it and I just can't do it. And I'm telling the guy, get up, you take, take it, take it, look at it, look at it. Cause I wanted him to get up and say, wow, right. it's there. You're right. And someone he else. just never did. He said, no, don't yeah. take your eyes off it. Don't take your eyes off it. Okay. You, you look at it. Don't take your eyes off it. And I watched it up until the point where it looked like it, it literally looked like it went, <sighs> gave up and turned and walked down this ridge that we couldn't walk down in the morning, but you can see that Something kind of walked down. That was a comment that uh, a few people made when they went to that, area that it definitely looked like something had gone down and the feet had washed out a little bit you know but uh
0: Dude, that's why that was
1: the most scared i probably ever been maybe in my life i don't know wow because
0: either <laughs> way like if it's a bigfoot yeah you're freaked out if it's a person too yeah
1: you're still kind of freaked out like but, <laughs> yeah you know, but like- that Eliminating person was very easy to do. I mean, we were four miles out on a dirt road. Oh, sure. No other car. We hadn't seen a single car pass the entire time. There's one way in, one way out. You can hear another car coming. You can actually see a piece of the trail. You would see headlights coming if they came. And uh, I mean, we were way out there. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, it was, I remember I couldn't sleep after that. Of course, imagine being incredibly sleep deprived, but you're so scared that you can't go to sleep. um i actually finally just sat in my car i didn't want to even go to my tent i sat in my car you know and uh i waited till the morning i got up around the campfire and i remember jeff getting up walking over and he could see me from like 50 yards away he's like what happened to you dude you look you look white you know you don't Uh, look right you look white and i was like dude i saw something and at that time, I was like, I don't know if I recorded it because I tried to line up my GoPro. You can't, there's no, I can't see what's on my GoPro. So that's true. Yeah. That was a, that was an amazing 10 hour drive home thinking, do I have footage? Yeah, oh, I man. didn't. Ugh.
0: That's, that's quite the account though. That's awesome. Thank you for yeah. showing that. No problem. <laughs> I, in, so California is interesting as in, yeah. So it's definitely, you know, the coast is, is a Bigfoot capital, right? All the Bigfoot stuff. Have you ever experienced anything else weird out there in California that you're like, you know, it's, it's not Bigfoot, but like, there's other stuff going on out there. Any weird (laughs) things happen
1: or man at expense at the expense of sounding like a storyteller or crazy person, you know, Hey, you saw a couple UFOs, you know, things that in the sky that I can't explain. One True. was with my wife at Sequoia. and She oh, saw wow. it too. So she, she'll, she she has to, I'm not going to bring her on and make her tell the story here, but <laughs> right, she, right. Uh, but she was right there and it was, we had, she was holding our daughter in our arms and you know, this super, super bright orb just cruised by like oh, at the wow. speed of a Cessna, no sound right above the, you know, above the trees. And we just watched it for about five or six seconds. It was okay. a long time and uh you know she has her account of it she says that she thinks that there was a little light beaming off the front of it kind of like mm. if something's going really fast and bending light but it was going oh, nice yeah, and right. slow wow. and then uh i saw this uh right off of my porch in long beach you know this uh it was this triangle like way way up in the atmosphere i was actually I'm, i like i like i love aviation i like space travel so i'm always looking for say, if you're if you ever camp with me i'll point out i get excited i point out like every satellite Oh, that's good. Like you're checking out the stuff that's flying. I'm like, there's a satellite, there's a satellite, (laughs) there's a satellite. The ISS passes by in like four minutes, guys, here it comes, you know? That's good you
0: know that though, because then you know like what the the weird stuff is and you know what the space station is. Like
1: that's- Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all look pretty much the same. They look like moving stars. Um, But when the stars decrease in speed and stop and then they go again, like we saw- up in uh you know a, a valley up in uh bluff creek we all That's saw that true. it's on my That's, documentary it's on the documentary. it's pretty Check weird it it's not yeah, just big, but, but uh but, other stuff but I, like I did that. see something way up way up in the atmosphere hmm. i mean it could have been i'm not saying it was alien it to me i, I think it was probably like military or something like that but could it was be, this definitely. a triangle three lights just flying way way up in the atmosphere and i was looking around orion's belt at that time because i was looking for this uh this, uh, what do you call it, a, uh, not a a comet, I was looking for a comet at the time, and it was around Orion's Belt, and there are stars that are slightly dimmer than Orion's Belt, and it was that intensity, so I don't think unless you were looking deliberately in that direction that you, I would have seen it, and uh, I just watched it go from horizon to horizon really slow, like, just like a satellite would, but it was three lights, and I thought that was pretty weird, probably military, Mm -hmm. who knows, your guess is as good as mine, but. That's true. Weird stuff up there, but yeah, other than that, never seen any no chupacabras. No chupacabra. Thank goodness. <laughs> Oof. Yeah.
0: Or like the uh the Fresno night crawlers, none of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the walking pants. Um uh so Facebook is weird, guys. If if you literally don't click that link, it won't show me who you are. So I'm sorry I don't know who asked this question, but um what did it did, were you able to tell uh, what did it look like in its face when you're going back to the the bigfoot thermal um i I guess you wouldn't. We probably wouldn't be able to really tell anything about the face, or
1: if it's close enough, you can tell facial facial features. Like if you look at somebody, you can see certain facial features. You can tell if they have a beanie, a hat on. You know, from the from the direct profile. But in this case, it was so far away that it just it was just a bright blob. It was just a. I wouldn't say a blob. I could tell its outline perfectly. I could see its arm come up, its elbow come up, and uh, I could see its leg come up when it turned. But I couldn't see any detail as far as a face goes, you can see a little bit of shadowing when it would move sometimes around the neck area. Uh, but it wasn't, uh, there was nothing, nothing in high detail that I, that I saw nothing like that. Gotcha. Unfortunately, gotcha. but it also helped me. Like I've seen other people do experiments with their, either a Bigfoot suit on or their clothes on. You see a lot okay. of that. And there's different, like if someone's wearing a plaid shirt, okay. white mm-hmm. and black plaid, let's say they'll go out, and they'll be 50 yards away. You hold up your thermal and you can tell that they're wearing a white and black shirt because the black holds the heat and the white doesn't. Oh, interesting. And you can tell the patterns on their shirt. You can tell if they have, you know, certain you can tell the tread on their jeans and uh, all kinds of stuff because just because heat holds differently throughout your clothes. And this things was pretty even, even though it was f- pretty far away. It was mm. one solid color. So, yeah, that's one thing I took away from it. But no, no face, no detail, no nothing like that, unfortunately.
0: Hey, that's all right. Good question, though. Thank you, Facebook user, uh, for, for asking that, definitely. Um, Tate. Oh, Tate. Um, yes. So, uh, sorry. Um, if you have any questions for Jonathan, um, I have a, a, a few more that I want to go over, but uh, this is kind of our... <sighs> Hey, get your questions in now. I don't want you to to miss out at the uh, last minute. And also, I want to shout out: we have a SoCal Squatch here. What's up, party people? Thanks for hanging out, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to ask people that are uh, that I interview, Jonathan. What are the, uh, the top books that you uh, recommend people check out if they're getting into Bigfoot? Do you have any uh, favorites that you like to recommend?
1: Probably the only two that I've read. <laughs> um, um, everybody's gonna recommend legend meets science, and that's like the Bible. Like there's so much in there that's that's uh that's uh just incredibly science based. And um, so I'll say this I, I work at a hospital, I'm an MRI tech, so anatomy is kind of my job. And okay. sometimes when people walk in, it's kind got they'll walk in with like some sort of uh pathology in their foot and I'll be scanning them and they'll stand up and they'll walk away and I'll kind of watch the way they walk, you know, are they pivoting their uh, toe out? Are they, I was like, this is, this is Bigfoot information right here. You know, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm uh, going through Jeff's book, Jeff Meldrum's book was, it was incredibly telling because he's so uh, precise about what he's talking about. And he's just, he's, I, I talk to, you know, doctors all the time that are just geniuses and you know, his radiologists, are, you know, but, He's so well versed in what he's talking about; it's a rarity, and it's a it's a it's a good, great thing that you get, he's into Bigfoot because a guy that smart that's also into Bigfoot. I think people like always underestimate how important that is, you know. And uh, Kathy Strain's book; uh, it's obviously gold, you oh, know, totally, because totally, yeah, yeah, it's so neat. Like I started flipping through it, and then I was like, "This is really interesting." And so I was like, "I didn't think I'd buy this book." But I bought the book and I started reading it and getting more and more into it. And, you know, it's one of those that 15 minutes of reading turns into 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes. And the next thing you know, it's like an hour and a half has gone by and you just like, I can't put the book it's down. Easy, Very That's good crazy. book. Teaches you a lot about uh, the history of Bigfoot. I'm currently reading uh, the
0: Oregon Bigfoot Highway, which if you've never looked into that, but it's really, really Awesome. It's like this thick. Oh, there we go. This thick mm-hmm. and is about the Mount Hood area of Oregon, but it's like detailed hand-drawn maps and stories and like just crazy stuff. Um the, the bios of the Clackamas sasquatchians like which is the group they call themselves there. It's very cool. Yeah. very cool stuff. Um uh, that the Joe
1: Biller. So, yeah, it is. Billard? It totally is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. it was on uh, great
0: Bigfoot and Beyond. Yeah, that one. Great um, episode.
1: Yeah, it it
0: is. Uh so Cal asks, have you been out with Chris Spencer before?
1: No, I have not been out with Chris Spencer. Uh, he was uh he was on an Alex Pedicop's show a few weeks ago and man, that was a yeah, great episode. That was a good but episode. Uh, no I have not been out with Chris Spencer. Um uh, he recommended me a person to contact because I live in Idaho now. I moved out of Southern California just oh, that's like everybody right. else. About that, so yeah. Yeah, I'm in a new territory. I'm a stone's throw away from a lot more research sites. Like I can get to Mount Hood in six hours. I can get to these Idaho mountains, which there aren't a lot of researchers. And they, uh, Chris Spencer actually recommended someone for me to contact, which I have to contact uh, SoCal Sasquatch there. That's our buddy Todd Hale there. Totally. Nice. So he he also told me to contact that guy, which uh, I got to get in contact with him.
0: So um, bringing up the fact that you're in Idaho now, have you... Uh, started to look, uh, go squatching in places out there or?
1: Uh, not yet. No, okay. it's like a, it's like a car situation. I, I'm uh, actually I gotcha. flying back to pick up my car. I've gone on one hike out here, but I have made a few really neat connections already. Okay. And uh, I have a few places to hit. Uh, somebody already recommended me a place where they found a juvenile big footprint. They found a little trackway and oh, wow. one really clear, a uh, print that was about like almost like a size 12 shoe about, and it's just, just, just classic flat flip. And, uh, it was walking in a place where nobody else walks. So who would be That's, walking barefoot there?
0: It'll be cool to see, uh, what you, what you find out there. Uh, Oh, definitely our situation. Take care of Definitely, That would be really fun to, to hear that. Um, uh, Facebook, another Facebook user has a question. This actually is kind of something I was going to ask you. So we'll mm-hmm. combine them. Uh, they, say the question as: do you think they are flesh and blood or do they have uh some paranormal abilities um i my version of that
1: question is uh what is bigfoot in your opinion so kind of in my opinion yeah uh i don't see whatever would lend them to be to have paranormal abilities um everything that i've seen of them or show that they're flesh and blood footprints uh people see them uh there's I've just never seen anything to to lend that they're that they're paranormal. Um I've heard a lot of weird stories. I don't know if I can lend them too much credibility, maybe something will change my mind someday. I don't know, <laughs> but, but here's the thing though, and I had this conversation with somebody that thought they were you know more paranormal. I'm like, you know what I people are so against each other when it comes to that. I'm like, we're still looking for the same thing totally We're still out looking for footprints. We're still out, you know, listening for calls. We're still looking for evidence of, you know, there's tree breaks or we're looking for physical evidence, you know, and to have a sighting, but you know, if you're going to go out there with like your crystal and sit around camp and I don't know, that's another story. I can't do that. But if you're out looking for physical evidence, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what you think they are. You know, we're both, we're both on the same page and, you know, good luck to you. Yeah,
0: that's true. And, uh, it's such an interesting community because yeah, you can go from one end where it's like uh, crystals and paranormal and orbs and stuff, which is cool. Or you could go to the other end where it's like undiscovered gray ape and Pacific Northwest and like the nest site of the Olympic project. And like, yeah, uh, you know, I like getting the story of all, all sides. So it's, it's very interesting for sure. It's always Uh, entertaining,
1: man. It always It is.
0: is, Yeah. And and you, I think you can learn uh, at least a little something from all different uh, viewpoints. Uh, PCH West says, question, if the species, thank you for using question. That really made me uh, see the question (laughs) easy. I appreciate that. If the species were discovered, how would you prefer it to happen? Or revealed. That's an interesting
1: question. Hmm. All right. So people say the discovery would have to happen with a body, mm-hmm. but you know, I honestly think it's While they're correct, that would certainly lend to the dis- the official discovery. I feel like if some guy got crystal clear 4K footage over like a course of time, like maybe two or three minutes of solid kind of showing, like anatomical effect like. Imagine like the Patterson Gimlin film on steroids. You know what I mean? Maybe a, a family interacting, maybe one gathering food and walking up a hillside. And I mean, they're zooming in and just incredible, incredible footage. I think that might, that might do it. And I hope it happens like that, either that or a dead yeah. body on the side of the road or something like that, but not one, not one killed, but Hey, you know, you it's, never know it is. If- it's science.
0: Cause it's like it's like yeah, you, one way to look at it is like yeah, you get this like super clear evidence, but like we are in, we are in the day of like deep fakes. I don't know if oh, you ever man. seen yeah. any of yeah. these deep fake videos yeah. where it's. like – I saw a Tom uh, Cruise one Coos, where he plays Tom music Coos the other one. day. That was it's nuts. wild. Yeah, and so like, who, who's to say like where is that technology going to go? And then it's mm-hmm. like okay, maybe if you see a super crystal clear bigfoot video like the next generation would be like oh yeah well i saw tom cruise like skateboarding <laughs>
1: like, possibly possibly well, but i like, don't want to be dead I mean,
0: bigfoot either i don't think anyone wants that i don't know but
1: yeah yeah we'll see but you also have to think you know if uh if it takes would it, would it you sacrifice one to mm, uh that's to to protect the rest of them for all eternity you know and, and protect habitats and have you know zoned off areas where you know people you're not allowed to to hunt these things or do certain things or build or 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 do you know like if you want them to be a protected species it might take one but that's true mm. and like here's the that's thing that's a good argument
0: how much land gets protected if when Bigfoot is seen to be real and proved yeah. How much land do they protect? That's
1: wild yeah. to think about. Well, you like, talked to Robert Lederman on last week, and look what happened yeah. with like the spotted owl. Yeah. Or a the, frog, some the frog in the, the Humboldt Martin or the, a frog yeah. in, in the Sierra Nevadas, uh, you know, blocked off. I don't even know.
0: I, I, I don't even know how much land,
1: but I know it's a ton of land that people can't access because of the frog. So, it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> mm uh let's see
0: alex says amazing book we went to the location for of one of the encounters and ran to those satanists yikes yeah Ooh. uh watch uh bigfoot mountain uh it's a very mountain good fight small town monsters to hear more about that um let's see i think oh yeah this is a good one um Sasqua, alex also asked do you have a favorite bigfoot documentary yes
1: okay and no one knows what it is okay <gasps> It is, it is, this is going to be, I hope one of you somewhere goes out and looks this up. It used to be on YouTube for free. Okay. And it is called, I think it's just flat out called In Search of Bigfoot. And it's...
0: From the 70s.
1: No, not that one. You see? Uh. And uh, what it is, oh man, I got to look it up. The only place I looked for it and I found it is on Vimeo. Okay. And it's these two... It's a French and a Belgian researcher. One of them is a cartoonist, and the other one's like a, okay. a, a physicist. Okay, and they come to the United States, and there's subtitles for some of what they're saying. Okay, and this, is, this sounds out there, I know, but <laughs> subtitles for some. And they meet up with some guy named Robert Kennedy, right? Mm-hmm. Who is some researcher in Canada, who is one of those guys that like he's half onto something, and you believe half of what he's saying, but the other okay. half he's just embellishing. But he knows what he's talking about. It is so entertaining. And it is filmed wow. so perfectly, and uh, I believe it's called "In Search of Bigfoot." And it's on Vimeo. Look it up. And it's it's okay. Dude. Java Films is the the maker of this, and it's the most awesome documentary that you've never heard of. You know,
0: I immediately want to watch it after this. It's pretty will, cool. It's pretty I cool check it out, for sure. Did
1: they gather evidence? They heard some potential stuff, and you hear them go back and forth at it. But what the greatest thing is is that it just shows you what it's like to be out there. They really captured that moment, what it's like to be out Mm. there and what it's like to be, you know, debating. Was that a knock? Was that a whistle? Was that a, was that that? And one guy going, yeah, that definitely was. And the other guy going, no, I don't think that was. And these guys Mm. flew from different parts of the world to experience this. It's just such a cool documentary. It's really neat. Is
0: it newer or like uh, what it was made within
1: the the fast past, like maybe three years, three or four years. Yeah. Java films makes it check it out. And uh, I think I shared it with these guys once, uh, with with a uh, with Alex and all them once, like a link okay. to it. But I, I got to find it again, and maybe I'll maybe I'll post a, a, a link to it on my Instagram. Definitely, if you guys follow totally. me there, and and uh, I'll, I'll definitely go. get a link up tonight over it.
0: What do you consider the top evidence for Bigfoot? <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a tough one, right? It is, but it can be taken so many different ways.
1: Yeah, so. I always think of this, like when you talk to somebody that just thinks that it's all BS, you obviously want to present to them the best evidence. But the deal is, is that, yeah, the footprints are great. Okay. And, but that's not enough to sell it really. I mean, it's the best evidence that's out there, but to me, it's it's the evidence as a whole. It's Mm. the entire presentation where it's like, If you present it in a certain way where it's like, look, you have thousands of years of Native Americans speaking about the same being all across North America, describing it the same way. It's the same thing to them. Okay. Mix that in with, you know, you have guys that came during the gold rush into California. There's newspaper clippings from like the 1800s, you know. There's uh, In the in the 1900s, uh, yeah. when the gold rush happened, there was all these miners coming over, interacting, and you had the whole Native American conflict with them, you know, but you also had these stories of these wild ape men, right, which coincides with the Native American stories of the wild ape men, so that mixed with the footprints, mixed with the uh, thousands of accounts of modern day us, the you's and me's, seeing these things, and um, hearing these sounds and, and it, you, if you present it all together, that's a very, 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 very strong argument that these things definitely exist out there. But it's hard to take any one bit and extract it and say, that's it. That's the best evidence, you know? I, I, like, that. I like that. I like everything viewpoint. as a whole.
0: Yeah, I like that. A lot of people, uh, actually, you're the first one that's brought that that viewpoint up where it's like, look at everything and how, how it fits together. And mm-hmm. I, I think it makes sense. I like it for sure. For sure. Um, oh, um, this is a fun, uh, usually my friend Jonathan uh, Dodd uh, asked this, but I don't think he's here tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite cryptid encounter story or like just oh, man. a favorite Bigfoot story that you would share <sighs> around the campfire?
1: Yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I always share is, uh, it's like, <laughs> I talk about it like nonstop just because, I mean, you obviously have the Patterson Gimlin film, which totally. is ultra famous yep. and has has this infinite backstory behind it that you can follow and trace and talk That's to wild. people who are involved in it. But to me, the Bart Coutinho thermal footage mm-hmm. is my favorite story because I've been there and because we got a we got a dude in the uh, chat here that was there that night as well. Uh, but it's just like it's a sighting that people had it was recorded it was uh attempted to they tried to debunk it and uh during a recreation which actually robert lederman uh led who was your guest last week right Mm -hmm. and uh you know it's 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 very 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 well documented and i i truly believe that exactly what they say happened which is that they were filming about four subjects hiding in the trees, watching camp, and Bart had walked all the way around the road and filmed them from the other side and kind of surprised them, so they had to stay put, and Bart filmed them the entire time. And uh, there was a point where one stepped from tree to tree, and you can see this big step. And uh, I love to tell that one around the story just because there were so many uh, people involved couple of them were scared out of their minds, like <laughs> Roe, Sahibi, which I don't blame them, man. You know, they're not Bigfoot people. Roe was a filmmaker, you know. Uh, our boy Todd here, Todd Hale, yeah. uh, SoCal Sasquatch, right, bud? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, uh, He's in it. He's in the chat there, and he was there, too. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of the best detailed, uh, best documented sightings and videos that uh, that's out there. And I love telling that story. That's awesome that's awesome um
0: it's crazy like it'll be interesting to see what the future generations bring up for encounters in our current time i think that'll be exactly yeah i I could see that being one of them definitely but it'll be interesting to see what future history says of us but who knows maybe we'll we'll see hopefully we'll be the ones that see that uh finally you know I so always think about that. Don't you, stuff. don't you think about
1: that? Like, you know, I do,
0: man, I do a lot. Like one, really, it's got, are be. we, is the
1: discovery going to come in our time? I mean, that's probably what, that's probably what, like the late John Bindernagel Nagel thought, you know, that the discovery it's coming. It's right around the corner. That's what Peter Byrne said. He said, it's, it's coming. They thought that they were going to make the discovery. They were there. They were on the verge you know that's how i feel that's how a lot of these researchers today feel and it just never comes but technology is advancing and advancing and now we have a handful of videos you know like mm-hmm. freeman's you know if freeman had the uh yeah. over the shoulder funniest home videos right birthday exactly. camera <laughs>
0: exactly
1: um now we have thermal imagers and we have a bunch of a good handful of really good footage like uh from um uh what's this guy's name john uh not green this guy john not john green mike green okay you know the the squeaky thermal footage you can look that up you have barcatino's footage Mm -hmm. you have uh charlie raymond whoever was next to charlie raymond somebody filmed it of the uh juveniles crawling through uh the little ridge outside of camp that one's great there's a few of those so uh i think it's it's catching up technology's catching up to these guys and hopefully you get
0: some you put in like um
1: and Tate God. and Tate Tate. <laughs> Sorry to leave you out, but definitely <laughs> leave
0: you out. Um, you get a group that is working together so hard, uh, like the Olympic project and you have yeah. the nest. I think it's going to come from the nest site. Like there's no way that in the, like eventually they're going to capture something. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, it's going to happen. It's absolutely yeah. going to happen. I just, and like mm-hmm. you have, uh, i saw a um a pre uh, episode one of the bigfoot project and like that's pretty wild too like sets sets little film projects with the bigfoot stuff in ohio like they could capture something easily out there we'll see what happens but yeah um uh, yeah. alex brings up a good th- uh, point thermal footage will only get more common as therms get more yeah. affordable totally
1: I mean, when these things first started out, they were like seven, eight, nine thousand dollars, and now they're now they're getting you know in the two thousand dollar range that have record capability. And it seems every year they come out with some new snazzy one that uh, mm-hmm. seems to have record capability. And still, you know, because you can get a Scout TK for five hundred dollars, but you know, it's only going to record so much. That's what Tate recorded on his, okay. and while it's not, it's well, it's, I think his whole case is like very interesting and pretty damning that maybe that's what that's probably what he filmed. But You don't look at it and go, boom, that's big, but that's it, it's not clear footage, you know. So, hopefully, mm. we're getting there. Bobo was commenting that there's some guy making his own thermal imagers for like a thousand dollars that are I better. i heard than, that too, yeah, yeah. That so we'll see, we'll see. Time's coming pretty soon, we'll all have one right on our that's
0: phone. That's true, uh, they'll be built into our eyeglasses. Won't that be there? Wild, you go, <laughs> um, crazy, crazy stuff for sure. Is uh. Is there anything um, anything else you would want to or like you could share about the future of uh, Western Bigfoot exploration
1: or? Yeah. So All right. I just plan to, to really get out there and, and put some great videos out. Some of them short, some of them long, oh, like awesome. movie style. Um, the whole deal with Western Bigfoot exploration, when I started it, I was in school. You know, it's okay. very limited on time. Then I graduated from school and I had to get a job and work these insane hours. Yep. And I'm still in that. Now I moved, so I'm back on this. This is the first time that I have the right amount of days off and the time to do it. So, mm. you know, the the future holds pretty uh pretty bright for this. So hopefully, awesome. I'll be getting some more stuff out there pretty that soon. Is awesome,
0: Jonathan. This has been a super awesome. Uh, chat i do want to give you the opportunity is there i feel like we've we've talked about a whole bunch of different cool stuff is there anything that we were I, all
1: I, over the place, man? i'm always all, all over the, the place. place sorry it, <laughs> i come in here cool with a plan mine. and it just doesn't go like it's, that does it's it? crazy
0: is there something though where you're like oh man i hope i get to like is there anything that we glossed over that we should have touched on uh hmm. i want to make sure you have the the chance i always feel like i i maybe <laughs> miss something by accident but if not then we say hey this is a good time
1: i'll wrap it up by saying that uh i think that what's neat about today and this community that a lot of these people like in podcasts have built yourself mm-hmm. tate hieronymus with the bluff creek project podcast uh, uh, sasquatch out of the shadows alex you know you guys are all approachable. You guys are all gathering information. There's this uh, sharing of information amongst people like ourselves that has never really happened before through social media. Guys like Cliff Brackman and uh, you know Matt Moneymaker back then, yep. they were you know they'd meet each other and while camping and all that stuff, then, right? And you know I know about Bigfoots in in Maine and New Hampshire because of Alex. Alex knows about exactly. stuff in the Sierras, and he's more than welcome to come out here to. And, you know, we're to link up. So you have all these people kind of linking up and sharing information like we never have. And I think that's really neat. And it's the first time I've seen it. I've just discovered this in the past, like maybe year or so. uh, All these other researchers that are very like minded, young, I guess, because a lot of the guys just I I just thought that I I thought I was like the only young guy that was into this for like years turns out. Oh there's, wow. There's more young fellers like you or we're getting old though so we got to pass the it torch It's soon.
0: really scary to think of well I don't know how you old how old you are but I know how old I am and you're absolutely Yikes. right.
1: Like it's yeah. yeah, we're not the the new guys anymore for sure. We're starting to drift into the I'm starting to see like younger new guys and I'm yeah. like, oh man, am, am I the old guy now? Am I i there yet yeah. yeah but yeah this new sharing of information is great the podcasts are great i've learned so much from just listening to your podcast Thank you, you. know weekly you've had some great guests on anytime you can listen to robert layman kathy strange of meldrum and all these other people that have had these amazing accounts uh It's definitely cool and stuff that you can take to the bank, not just Joe Schmo that, you know, is claiming he saw something on the side of the road while drinking a 12 pack, you know, and a UFO drop down, like real (laughs) stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I
0: thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us tonight. Um, Do you mind going over real quick again, uh, the ways that people can keep up to date with what you're doing with Western Bigfoot exploration?
1: yeah subscribe to my channel on youtube totally. and so far there's like four videos up there's going to be plenty more there's one coming out soon uh awesome. also instagram i uh, update that if you want to contact me ever just hit me up to instagram i always answer back anything you think i should do in the field suggest it you know it might be interesting maybe pretty cool. Awesome. yeah yeah cool so yeah hit me up on there and yeah that's how you can follow me
0: very good very good Uh, people in the chat, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. There's been some really good questions and of course, podcast listeners. Thanks so much for, for listening and, um, be sure to, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. And then also I'll have uh, Jonathan's YouTube channel linked as well. And I go check out his go watch, uh, you know, Bigfoot uh, of humble. And, uh, It'll be a good night. So thank you so much, Jonathan, for hanging out with us and, uh, have a good one all. Thank you. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher and, uh, your preferred podcast platform. And, um, If you have any stories you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com and again check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com you can always go to instagram at bigfootsociety and we have a tiktok now it gets pretty crazy there bigfoot bigfoot bigfoot.society at bigfoot.society If you'd like to support the Bigfoot Society podcast and help us keep the lights on, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And for a low cost per month, you can get your very own Bigfoot Society membership card in the mail. We'll see you there. Thanks again for taking your time listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. We'll see you next week. Uh, Next Saturday will be a new episode. And also, if you want to take part... In the live taping of the episode and put your questions in there for the guest, just remember to subscribe to the Bigfoot Society YouTube channel and hit the bell so you don't miss out on any of those episodes. Thanks again all, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.